It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Friday, February 9th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that knows sometimes the wins aren't pretty, but they're still wins. Right now, I'm giving more of an effort than Winnipeg. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Lockdown Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. And we are at Lockdown Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. You can find us over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. A bit of a shuffle prior to last night's game starting. Uh, Nick Delorier scratched. It looked like Zamula was going to get scratched, but then he was back in as the seventh D in this one um Ali Lixell was also scratched from this one it looks like he's getting sent back to the phantoms but the official transaction hasn't gone through so he was listed as a scratch in the game it's too bad he it'd have been nice for him to get a game before he goes back but yeah and uh Risto was out of this one as well I think that it was interesting that they still went with 11-7 when all, all things are considered but Man, you know, that first period was a delightful period of hockey across the board. Um, they were just firing on all cylinders. Uh, you have Travis Konechny with that Gordie Howe in one period. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. No question it was a lot of fun. I mean, I got to tell you, that first goal that Brassois let up, like even Brian Boucher was like, doesn't and he, doesn't he even move <laughs> over and try and stop it? Like he went down and he never even saw where the puck was. It was odd, but hey, I give the Flyers credit. Like you said, they fired on all cylinders. They they um they were way more engaged than Winnipeg was. That that Winnipeg was just like they were just getting beat all over the ice. It, it was not the Winnipeg Jets that I expected to see no. in, in this game well, at maybe all. maybe it is, because that that's why they're on a losing streak. Like, who knows? Hockey's a weird game, man. I mean, you know, you just never know. And, you know, John Tortorella was bang on that it was really important that the Flyers get off to a good start in this game and score early, yeah. especially at home. Uh, they absolutely needed that big lead. Uh, considering how things kind of turned a little bit later in the game, because you knew like the Winnipeg Jets were not going to give up on this game. Um, and they didn't until the very end. Yeah. I mean, like everybody else, they need the points. Uh, yeah. It was a situation of definitely too little, too late, but it was a situation with the Flyers. Like, Hey, you know, you played your game at the beginning, some weird plays, they got rewarded. And that's, that's really all that matters. It's like, you know, if you're near the puck, you're going to get rewarded. I think uh, it was really interesting to look at the stats and, and how things shifted as the game went on. And I'm sure that's why John Tortorella is probably mad uh, just because of how, you know, that first period effort made all the difference and Sam Erson, which we will get to. But yeah. um, I think that, 
you know, in the second period, expected goals for percentage was under 20% for the Flyers. I mean, that is brutal. <laughs> yeah, I would I would have hated to give towards that sheet. I'd have been like uh, here and run out of the room. Like I just would. I, I probably would have flown it in on like a paper airplane. So I wouldn't even have to look at them. And I did think, you know, as the game progressed, the roles kind of reversed between the two teams. Uh, because in that first period, which was incredible, I think the Flyers were making really smart plays. And, you know, the Jets were discombobulated, making too many passes. There was definitely a couple of chances the Jets had early. Yeah, on they had a the few game. early. They were controlling the ice very early on and then never seemed to find it after that. Like the defense just was dead. Yeah. And the Flyers were getting two on ones and all, all kinds of breaks. Yeah, and then like later in the game, the Flyers were doing too many passes and like a little discombobulated. So um, I think, you know, the upshot here is thank you, Sam Erson. And I'm so bummed he could not get that shutout. But um, I think that it, it was there was a lot on his shoulders. And especially after, you know, having to weather the storm in the first period of the Florida game like that and having to settle things down for the team. You know, he had to essentially do that again in this game to a large degree for a good chunk of the second period. Yeah, no question. And he looked really calm at times and he was he was making the good saves. I think they were doing a pretty good job clearing the net. You know, Mark Stahl hasn't played in a long time, actually had a pretty good game. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's shaving all year, but he's had he had a good game. The <laughs> it, um, it is so obvious that it's him out there. Like if there was no number on his jersey, you would just. Yeah, it wouldn't matter anymore, right? Like it's yeah. just you, the guy who looks like Paul Bunyan. Yeah, that's that's Mark Stahl. But yeah, it, it was. Urson looked really good, and yeah, good for him. It's a shame that he didn't get the uh, the shutout that that happens sometimes. But hey, you know, you uh, it's the way it goes. But at least, yeah, he. He did his job. He absolutely did. Uh, it was a huge game of block shots from both teams. I think, you know, we'd seen a little bit more of a balanced Flyers where they didn't have to depend on that as much um, over a stretch. But this is just one of those games where, like, both teams, that's all they did, <laughs> it seemed like, defensively. It did. Luckily, the Flyers didn't have to count on the power play. Yeah, that was something we talked about that, it, you know, the Flyers were really going to have to take advantage of the power play. They did not. And you know, especially when they didn't score on that five on three, I was just like, oh, no, like this, this is not good. That's a this bad not thing to, to not do. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, again, they they just got this win on the back of Sam Merson. And I think in the third period, while you know, I think the Jets got a ton of chances. It was a much lower event period than the second period was. So they had a I chance so. to settle a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I do think, you know, the defense did enough to to do that. And then Ursa was able to do his thing. So mm -hmm. I, I do think that that's fair that you say that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, other than that Kyle Connor goal, which, uh, ugh, right. again, so bummed out about that. But, you know. It was not meant to be. In in the meantime, you know, the the other elements of it that were fun, that fight between Travis Konechny and Neil Pionk, actually, yeah, I, I, mean, I kind of enjoyed that one. I don't usually. I, I uh, did not enjoy it. I just think, boy, you don't want him in, off off the ice for five minutes as good as he is. 
and yeah. luckily he did um come back and score but man you know it's like Pionk's an okay player but they just got Travis Konechny off the off the ice that was an opportunity for them really it was it really was uh but um and and you know Konechny I think got lucky in a lot of ways with his goal you know because it was that weird yeah. bounce that happened yes. but uh, nonetheless, I thought the overall effort on that play was really good and they maintained pressure in front of the net. And that's something we've been talking about, too, is that that's, you know, a, a high danger scoring area for them. And and if they can get a crowd in front of the net and kind of force a scramble for the other team, they're going to find a way to get one in. And yeah, I mean, those kinds of chances, you know, as the season rolls on here, you're not going to get as many prime chances as you maybe got in the first half. So you are going to have to get some ugly goals. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but uh, again, I think, you know, that puts the flyers in a, a really good position right now. Um, and I think, you know, next week's going to be a, a really tough week. We're going to talk about that later in the show. Uh, but in the meantime, we have the Seattle Kraken as the next opponent for the flyers. We're going to talk about that coming up next passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need and the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring that home Bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. On Monday's show, of course, we will recap this Flyers versus Kraken game that we're about to talk about. We'll have our nemesis of the week, and all next week we'll have the activities leading up to the Stadium Series game. So looking forward to all of that. Uh, meanwhile, the Seattle Kraken, uh, when last we saw them, uh, the Kraken won 2-1. Um, it was one of the last game before New Year's, maybe the 29th yeah. of December. And if, if we recall, the Kraken tied it up in the third period and wound up winning in overtime. It was a pretty brutal loss, um, you know, and that it kind of deflated the Flyers a little bit at that point. So I think it's just really important to kind of get back on it against the Kraken this time around. And I think... There's a prime opportunity here because for the Kraken, this is their first game back from their bye week, which was after the all-star break. So um, they're going to be a little bit rusty and, and the Flyers need to take advantage of that. Yeah, they'll definitely be rusty for a little bit to start, but I'm sure Dave Haxtell is going to drum it into them that um, they got to give a full effort here and play a full a full game because they need the points too, right? And They do. I feel like Haxtell is the one similar thing to John Tortorella. Haxtell usually has his team ready for the most part. And I think they play a similar game. And I think um, the difference here with the teams is they're going to 
play pretty physical on the blue line, especially with guys like Alexiak in there. So um, that'll be interesting. Uh, I, I can't believe what the Kraken's fourth line is just because, you know, you see Beniers there and Jaden Schwartz used to be a, a first or a second liner at some point. I like Car- Ty Carte a lot. Um, guys who have killed the Flyers in the past, certainly Bjorkstrand and Tolvanen on the same line um, <laughs> are, are, are two of them. Uh, it's it's right. an interesting team. I mean, they they do skate well. They do play um, very responsible hockey. Yeah. So I think this is one where you're not going to see a ton of mistakes from the opponent. Yeah, I mean, and that is the Dave Haxtell way, as we know. And uh, I think, you know, the other thing here is that um, the game that, you know, the Flyers lost to the Kraken was part of a hot streak that the Kraken had been going on late December, early yes, early right. January. So they had a nine-game winning streak leading up to January 13th. But since then, they've gone 2-5-1 and, and and have cooled off tremendously. And, you know, they're in fifth in the Pacific uh, Division right now. And, you know, they're still behind the, the Kings, who, are, um, who had been in sort of a free fall for a while there. But um, I think that, like you said, this is a very important time for the Kraken in terms of making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. Like they have to make their case for it over the next two to three weeks, I would say, to kind of stake their claim. Are they in this race or are they not? Right. And I kind of think, I don't know, if it were me, I would put the court in. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, I'm sure they I'm will because sure they're just they'll... coming back. Right. So it seem, seems like that. But again, you never know. Something we, you know, you try and figure out these teams with the goalies. Yeah, I think we've been wrong two games in a row. So we've been wrong for a little yeah. bit here. So I don't feel as confident. We used to nail it. I know. Now we don't. That's true. <laughs> so I don't feel as confident. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd put my money on them putting Decord in, but then, you know, what do we know? Anyway, um, yep. yeah, well I, I think that. You know, you talked about their fourth line a little bit with, you know, some skill guys like Matty Beniers and, and Jaden Schwartz on that line. And you look at their lineup and it's missing a notable name of Shane Wright. Um, he was demoted yeah. to the minors on December 16th, which was, you know, a little bit before the Flyers played them the last time. And I thought for sure back then that by now he would maybe be back up, but he's not. What if he does join him? I know, but you never know. He could join him on the trip. Like he could end up being there. Probably won't. But yeah. You never well, know. and the, the Kraken have made a couple of forward call ups since then, and he was not one one of those guys. Yeah. There was at least two other guys that got call ups, uh, you know, from Coachella Valley, and he was not it. So that's that's a little bit surprising to me. Um, yeah, you know, he's young though. There's a lot of career. Yeah, him. we'll, we'll so. see. But I, I just think that, you know, with all the, the hype behind him, um, he's had a rough go of it. So I certainly hope he gets uh, back on it and, and gets some opportunities with the Kraken. I, I think, you know, looking at the Kraken overall, they are just a slightly better than average team <laughs> and it right. everything. They're not great at anything particularly no. um you know their their pk is 19th in the nhl their power play is like almost exactly mid-league um you know the one thing that the flyers are better than them at surprisingly is face-offs um, the kraken just don't have a solid 
a presence at the dot. Well, yeah, they don't, you know, you could look at their lineup and see that they don't really have like that overwhelming number one center. I mean, McCann's a, a good player, but he's not known for faceoffs. Right. Wenberg actually is probably better on faceoffs. Yeah, and who's their so second who line that's, center. Yeah, and he's their second liner. So who knows how that's actually going to work out. Weird to see Yanni Gord on that third line, but that's a talented third line. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be a weird game. I, I expect this one to be a weird one. I do. Yeah. And, you know, we're looking at lines from January 30th, you know, their last game before the break. They could switch things around uh, significantly. Because we're probably 100% wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Like Oliver Bjorkstrand, who was just in the All Star game, is on their third line, which that's like weird to me as well. Who knows? Like with Dave Haxtell, I, I don't even think about it i just like <laughs> whatever nothing would surprise yeah, me yeah now as far as the flyers goalie situation in this game it's really interesting to me because like i look at kind of the road ahead uh for the next several games and i think like logically it would make sense to put peterson in this game against the kraken they're not gonna, but they're though. not going to and i, I think they're going to wait until the arizona game to do that right yeah I think they are. I think that's what they're waiting for. Yeah, I, I just think there's there's no way around that. So I think with Sam Erson being as busy as he was, I think, in uh, the last couple games, you know, I just I, I hope he has enough left in the tank for this game because he's going to face, you know, a decent amount of shots here. Yeah, there's no question he's going to face shots. And yeah, I mean, that's up to the defense and him. Uh, these are it's all learning experience. It's all experience, new experiences for him now. So, and for us to see what he can handle, like it's just, you know, there's no way to really know. Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah, it should be a really uh, interesting game for the Flyers. There's a really big opportunity mm -hmm. once again to pick up some additional points. And, you know, with the Flyers being ahead in games played of some of the teams they're battling with, uh, it's more important than ever for them to pick up these additional points so they can yeah, maintain points. Yeah. yeah. So as you know, the other teams catch up to them in the games played side of things, but uh, there is uh, more ahead, like I was talking about, and we're going to kind of look back at the week that was and ahead to next week's action and uh, where the flyers need to be. We will do that coming up next. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, levering over, over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets listeners of the locked on flyers will get a 75 dollar sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash locked on just go to indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard it you heard about indeed on this podcast that's indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement you can still have an ira Robinhood has the only ira that gives you a three percent boost on every dollar you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood gold 
But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com slash boost. Subscription fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe. So, Russ, I think one of the nice things about this month for the Flyers is that the schedule is pretty reasonable, I got to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look back at this week, so they had the All-Star break, and they come back, and it's a three-game week um, with a decent amount of rest going on in between. And that's right. huge to have, you know, solid games so you don't feel like, you know, you're having too many days off. But at the same time, you know, you are given opportunities to practice and rest. And I, I think that, you know, this week so far, you know, two of the three games we, we've played, we, we've gotten wins. And I just think this is a really good opportunity for the Flyers in this, in this like three-week stretch here um, to really kind of hone in on some of the things we've been talking about that they need to work on. Yeah, I mean, this is a good time. I, I'm going to suggest that next practice is going to be pretty hard on them, even after a win, because the coach isn't happy. Right. And this is that tough tough part of the season now where they're going to have to really, you know, buckle down because I think John's hearing enough of, hey, you know, the Flyers aren't going to try and improve that much at the trading deadline or whatever they have, they have. And, it, you know, they'll go as far as they can go. And I think... Unfortunately, I think that's going to fall at the feet of the players and John's going to push them even harder. And I don't know what will happen, you know, when that happens. So I think we're going to start to see that now. And yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be very interesting. And I, you know, so, yeah, it's good that they don't have back to backs. That'll be the one thing that'll help. Yeah, I think so. And I I do think that um, you can kind of look at this two different ways. Right. We know based on everything that Danny Breer has said. And other people have said that, you know, we're staying the course in terms of a rebuild. They're going to look for opportunities to trade away guys to get assets in return, but they're going to be smart about it. And, you know, with the kind of trading season starting a little bit early, you know, we're going to have to kind of be on our toes about that. Could something could happen, you know, any day leading up to the trade deadline. Um, But I do think that, John Tortorella being a coach's coach and the way that he is, um, he's going to see this as a teaching opportunity for the Flyers in terms Mm -hmm. of here's how you do a playoff push, right? Here's how you create the culture that you need to, when your team is good and playing well, um, Mm -hmm. to, to maintain that. And I think that that's an important lesson for these guys. Yeah, there's no question, and and that's something that they uh, they're gonna face. I mean, you know, a lot of teams behind the Flyers are gonna keep winning too. Like as an example, the Islanders look like they're gonna win, and so they're they're creeping up on the Flyers, even though the Flyers are winning. So it's like 
the good teams now aren't going to lose that many games down the stretch. It's just going to be the way it is. So even in a win, the coach is going to be even more critical than he was early in the year. Yeah, I think so. And and I think for, for good reason in a lot of ways, just because, mm-hmm. you know, as this team is rebuilding, you know, you got to learn these skills and this will develop some leadership skills amongst the guys in the room, because especially knowing the way John Tortorella is, you know, he's going to be um, and, and say that he's focused on this team and this Flyers group in the room and they're shutting out all the noise of the other teams in the division and it doesn't matter what other teams do. We're going to focus on what we do as the flyers. Right. He, I can- could, he could say that. Right. And for most games, that's true. It will not be true of the outdoor game though. No, because that's I the know. most public game. It's the most public game you can have. He's not going to be able to shut it all out. He's going to have to give more access than he likes to give. And so that one's going to fly in the face of all of it. Right. And that's what's so interesting about next week, right? Perfect segue into talking about next week in the context of all this is that, you know, you have this cracking game that we talked about, then the Arizona Coyotes, who are, I think, um, a difficult team to pin down, right? Sometimes. I mean, they may be in different uniforms next year, so I don't know. (laughs) We don't even know. (laughs) I mean, that that part's up in the air. Yeah, that is true. But it, it, um, not just where they play, but in terms of how they play from game to game, right? They've been playing very yeah. well a lot, but then like when they're bad, they're really bad. So I think that, you know, it's going to be a game that looks like a trap game, but absolutely is not. And then the last game they have to play before the outdoor game is against the Toronto Maple Leafs. And that is a tough, tough assignment. That's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Samsonov looks a little better. They're they're askew though. I mean, they mm-hmm. give up a lot of chances. The only thing is, is they're going to score a lot too, and yeah. and that's the um, that's the challenge there is to try and keep the score down. That's that's not the easiest thing to do against the Leafs. And that's on the road too in Toronto. So yeah, it's like they yeah, have- and, and again, that's another one where you can't really waltz into Toronto and expect anonymity. It doesn't work. There's going to be tons of media practice. There'll be tons of media. It'll be a lot more than they're used to seeing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's another very public game. Yeah. And, and doubly so because it's the last one before the stadium series game and right. everybody's going to want to get a temperature on the flyers and what they're looking like, you know, and, yeah, and I mean, Toronto is like give- the exact worst place for that to happen. Yeah, it probably is. And 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 at some point, John's going to have to divulge who the outdoor goalie is and mm-hmm. things like that uh, quicker than he would like, I think. Yeah, yeah. So then, and then that leads us right into the stadium series game, which we're going to talk about a lot next week as well. But there, there's a lot of narrative going on in this upcoming week, despite the slightly late, lighter schedule. Yeah, no question. There's going to be things coming going on and we'll see how they handle it. Yeah, I think that is an excellent note to end things on. That will do it for today's show. And uh, like I said, next week, we're going to talk about the Kraken game. We're going to talk our nemesis of the week and all the fun stuff leading to the stadium series game. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. So if you've got mailbag questions, send them in via Twitter at Flyers can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail or comment over on our youtube channel i'm rachel i'm on twitter at r miriam that's r m i r i a m i'm russ i'm at sportsology s-p-o-r-t-s-o-l-o-g-y have a great weekend everyone